Welcome to the Gods to Ghosts Volleyball Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bemke. This podcast features Spike Bort Stories Part 2. Without further ado, let's continue on with some of Spike's classic and hilarious stories from the past. Fire away, Spike. What do you got for me? Okay, well, I, you know, throughout the years, you play in um, two men on the beach, or you can play mixed was a, a girl or a woman and a, a guy. The gal plays the corner, and the guy plays the whole court. And when you hit a ball, in the old days, you know, you hit a ball and you chase it, but the girl always chases it because the guy has, doesn't want to ex- expend his energy. Um, so I was I was one of the top, I don't know, four or five uh, mixed players. Kathy Gregg was probably number one or two, but she always played with me because I was a friend of the family. She had two brothers, and uh, they always watched us, and she was a great partner. Um, one, and we usually played at Marine. Um, one year we played against, um, we're in the finals of the loser's bracket against Mitch Malpe, and we had him 13-8. to eight. And I dug a ball. Kathy said it, and I thought I was going to hit it. Could, you know, instead of me just kind of hitting it in the spot, I t- tried to really hit one down. I came <laughs> down. I came down and I cramped both legs, both calves, both thighs, and I literally had to crawl off the court. And if we had beaten Mitch, you know, that would have been 14-8, and we would have probably had to play uh, against Butch May in the finals, and I was shot. But anyhow, I crawled off the court. And, these, and this is my court, Marine, right? And all my buddies are around crawling off the court. And I said, sorry, Kathy. And Kathy looked at me, and she said, oh, don't worry, Spike. I'm playing in a basketball tournament down in Laguna. And so she went down to Laguna. I saw her two weeks later. I said, Kathy, I was dead. How'd you do at Laguna? She says I was MVP of the tournament. <laughs> so what was it on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday yeah. or Saturday morning so, and you guys so are playing? A, it, it was a Sunday it was a Sunday afternoon and I had two o'clock or whatever. She was playing, I guess, in the finals of some basketball tournament. After the match was told. over, she and you guys yeah, she, lost. She, she went right to put on her sneakers and went and kicked butt on the on the court. Is right. what you're telling me basketball. She, she was a good player. Of course, we both had uh, great serves, and we both played a lot of defense. And uh, that was really our trademark. Uh, so anyhow, I, I was mixed, probably one of the better mixed players at the time. We took a lot of thirds and fourths and. A couple seconds, but anyhow, that was my mixed tournament. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's but, great. Um, Who were all your buddies of, from the South Bay that would come and show and watch uh, watch you play growing up well, there? A lot of guys that I went to San Jose State with didn't have to live in Manhattan Beach, but uh, we had uh, a lot. You know, Bright was down there. He lived down there. He used to come down and watch, even though it was a mixed tournament. And Lang, that was Langs Beach too. Uh, I had a couple guys in high school. Doug Frohoff is. His uh, son, Brent Frohoff, was a great volleyball player. Yeah, and then you know, there, Chris is a great surfer. I, yeah, that's I always, right. I so always he, say as a and, dad, he hit that, those two out of the park. That's your yeah. dream, to have two sons. He, that, he, that's he, amazing he, at he, sports. He, yeah, he and Diane used to come down with their young kids at the time, and they would always chest the balls for us, I remember. So Brent and Chris would chase those balls. Yeah, Doug and I played a lot when we were like in uh, 10th, 11th grade down at Marine. You guys were uh, at Costa back in the day, or was uh, the well, Costa come into existence a little later? Yeah, yeah. See, I lived in Manhattan Beach. I was born uh, in Manhattan Beach, and on the other side of Pacific was all cornfields in those days. And then I, I went to about five different schools. I keep opening up different schools, and then I went to Maricosta in '56. I was a freshman, and I started early. I graduated in 
aviation after that when I opened that up. But I was 16, just turned 17 when I graduated. Everybody else was a year plus ahead of me. So I was one of the smallest guys in the in the class. I wrestled 112 my senior year, <laughs> but we we played volleyball every every day for my after my sophomore and sophomore um, summer. And uh, Jim Smith was a good buddy. He was a good player. He, he and I took a fourth or fifth together. He was a real good player. And uh, so anyhow, going up Manhattan Beach, and probably one of the things I did more than anybody is I played at more tournaments, and I played with over 300 uh, different players at least. From you know, I played with Farrell a lot, and Pete and the Hogan's a lot, but uh, I play, I'd play with a lot of different players. Played with Mitch Malpey, and we took third down to San Diego one time. Uh, Bobby Jackson and I took third at Marine at least two or three times. So. Uh, just just a lot of different players I played with. And it was kind of fun. In those days, you know, early, late 50s, early 60s, they also had a tournament called the the um, uh, the Handicap Tournament where they rated everybody. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before. No, you O'Hara, Selznick, O'Hara were number one and two, Lang and Bright, and then they had, you know, Pete Covert was in, up there and Leek, Bill Leka, and this is probably a little bit before Von Hagen. Anyhow, so I was a maybe had seventy players. I was rated like thirty-five or so, and Bill Lika was rated a little bit better than me. He was like twenty-five, and he and I teamed up and we won it. And oh then the next year, I, next year I was rated a little bit higher, maybe thirty-five or so, and um, and I was um, and my my partner was a, a guy named Dugan Dennis Dugan from the Beach Club. And the Condor. like. He was about he was about sixteen. He was still about six, six three or so. But no one knew him. He just played at the beach club. So anyhow, so they served him. I was double A or something at the time. I think they only had double A, single A. Double. Anyhow, so they served him a lot of the tournament. And shoot, I'd set him and shoot, pound him. We won that tournament. It's kind of a great thing. <laughs> Did he and John Taylor? Uh, they grew up they in were, that beach club and, and from yes. the time they were young kids and, and became pretty they darn were, good. I remember that. I, I think I heard team. they hitchhiked. To Hollywood to go play uh, on the comets <laughs> when they were yeah. teenagers, late in their eighteen whatever to to get uh, better indoors. This is pretty funny. I think six, in, in sixty sixty one, Doogie and I played on the comets together with Jack Jensen and uh, Bordwell, and I think we, we were like third, third or fourth best team in Hollywood. But we we played together then. That was a pretty good team actually. So anyhow, that's what I wanted to tell you. I you know my. My background is volleyball, volleyball. That's all I did. And then I was All-American in 63 at Hollywood because I had a real good tournament. They put me in, and I served four, four ace, almost aces, and we ended up coming back and beating uh, Stockton. They had us 13-8 to eight in the third game. We came back to 2 Was that 12, the Hollywood 13. Y, or was that the Hollywood Comets or the Hollywood no, Stars? No, their top team. Their top team. Bright, O'Hara, Barry Brown. So that was the Hollywood Schiller. Stars. Yeah, Ralph Ingen retired in '61, and '60 uh, or '62, and '63 is the team that I played on with them. And I was like second or third string, but I was on the bench. But Harry Wilson called me in when we were down 13-8 the third game because I had always had a great serve, and I served four straight points and I got All American. So I go to San Jose State and I, I go through Russia quick. You know what have you done? I says All American. <laughs> So they found out the guys that I had played against were stocked, and they wanted me to play for the Olympic Club. So that's how I played the next two years at the Olympic Club. We had a great team up there with Rudy and, and Raffaro and Keel and Grievenau. And uh, like I mentioned before, we San Jose State had the best team in the nation. We won the Far Westerns. So we were the best team in the college division. I was captain of that team. And then I was captain of, of uh, Olympic Club in 64 when we fought the Far Westerns. I think I mentioned that to you. Yeah. We had a great team. Raffaro, if we were, you know, we're seated number one at Queens College at Olympic Trials and we ended up taking fifth, lost by two points. Raffaro was great, Keel was great, Rui Suara was great, and Grievenau was good. And Grievenau was the only guy we put on the team. But, you know, if we would have taken a first or second, those guys would have been on the team. I don't even remember Al Skate's name even been mentioned. He was on our team in 63, but he never played. I got a picture of the 63 team, but, and he was there. But uh, like anyhow, that. yeah, a lot of lot of good times. I mean, volleyball, volleyball, volleyball. It's kind of my life. But you know, I got 
I was always so young and so short, but I got to be. Uh, and you're what jumper. five could, seven, Spike? Five seven and a half, but I could jump up and touch the basketball rim. I probably could touch ten too. So, you know, with that, and I had a good arm swing, so I, that got me by pretty good. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Sure Met my wife like on the beach. Met my wife on the beach. It was a double-A tournament, and I was triple-A, and all my buddies were down there watching. And She went and got water, and I asked her to go out, and we never stopped going out. We've been married 50 years. Sandy's Sandy, great lady. right? She, she just cut my hair. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, married, yeah. married two kids, and uh, down here at the – we have a place down here in the desert, in Manhattan Beach, and got a great life. We're really blessed. You know, life's great. So I, those are a couple of the things I wanted to tell you that uh, that I did. I hated wrestling. I wrestled two years and captain the team. I just hated <laughs> five seven one twelve. <laughs> you mean uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah? But I was always so short and, and not only short, but I was young. Yeah, and I don't it's... know why. So, but playing at playing at the beach and playing at Chaddix and playing, I always played uh, against better players. I think that. That really helped. Walt Schiller was a Marine guy too, and he and I played quite a bit down Marine. And that Bill Olson guy I told you that was the best hitter I've ever seen in my life. He used to come down there when I was, I don't know, I was like 15, 14, and he would warm up and stretch. And what in the heck are you doing? We never do that. <laughs> where, where was this at? At, at Manhattan at Beach Street. or at Shattuck? No, uh, Marine Marine Street. Main okay. Street was kind of our, everybody kind of had a, a beach, you know, State yeah. Beach, Sorrento. You know, Seventeenth uh, and Hermosa, Marine, the pier, mm-hmm. but Marine was ours. Yeah. Anyhow, good a lot stuff. of good times. So I wanted to kind of give you a little. That's a, that's me. In a nutshell, in a five foot yeah. seven and a half inch nutshell. So I got a chance to play indoors with the legends. We played uh, since ninety one or ninety two, and I just stopped playing a couple years ago. And we we won almost every nationals, and many of us were all American. We played five world games. Or one, three of them. Your team was just called the Legends, or did it have like uh-huh. an L.A. Legends yeah. name? The or? Legends, and different guys played at different times. The Suarez played, uh, um, Butch May played, um, Miles Papps. Rafael played, Miles, yeah, but mostly our go-to guy uh, was John Alstrom and John Stanley. They're, they're the two middles that played in the 68 yeah. Olympics, and they beat the Russians, those two guys, the two middles. And they played with us for a long time. Stan, Stanley was was the MVP most of the time. He's big six foot six guy or six seven, and his son was all world or something. Yeah, he could really Clay lay the wood to the ball when I watched him. Yeah. On the, oh, but Lang played one year for us, and Selznick played one year for us. Tom Haynes played for a couple of years. Butch May, I love playing with Butch May. He was the most underrated guy I think I've ever played with in six man. So I've heard. He could do everything. He's like Rundle, uh, you know, good passer, good defensive, good server, good everything, and a competitor in spades, and a good blocker, but he just didn't have the snap and the jump and the snap that Rundle had. But yeah, I'd take Butch any time on my team, even in the big games. Great yeah, competitor. I've heard. Uh, it's interesting to see how he and Ernie Sawara both started out for uh, Colonel Bill, uh, or Bert DeGroot at uh, Santa Monica College. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. That was uh, that's right. pretty pretty neat to see. So I got a great photo. Yeah. I think maybe Bill Clemo posted that recently, and um, yeah. it was really sharp. And then Skates uh, cherry-picked uh, <laughs> Ernie uh, over to UCLA and got him playing for him. So, yeah. Uh, I think There's another good player is Clemo and Bill and Bob. Bob Clemmel played for the Legends for many years. In fact, last time they, we'd get played against the Russians, we were losing. Bob Clemmel came in and blocked the best Russian guy about three times, and we won the World Series, uh, Masters games. Bobby There's a Clemmel World a Masters, athlete. too? Not oh, yeah. just a USVBA one? Is no, that the one no. that you mentioned you won no. it five times? No, 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 no. We played in five times. We won it three. If you look in that thing I sent you, scroll down to the second page, you'll see our, our, our world. Uh, All your accolades? Oh, no, no, all the places we played in the world, we won three times. But both Clemos are great golfers to this day. And, uh, and Bill, Cle- Bill Clemo was a great part. I played with him in many, many six-man teams. He just missed the 68 Olympics or Olympic team by, by a hair. 
lot of people thought he should do it. Anyhow, so that was that. But we had some great legend scenes. One year we had both Soares, Raffaro, uh, we had Butch, we had Miles, and we had Stanley. I mean, and so they, we were so good. We beat uh, 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 we beat uh, Brazil in the finals, and we beat them like fifteen to four. We were so good. So and were so their teams us. composed of like former like Olympic and great oh, player yes. legends from their states too? Like Olymp- you know, Bernard Rasman would be playing for Brazil and those sorts of things. Well, yeah, but in the, in uh, in all these you know in the seventies, eighties, eighties, nineties, you know the Brazilians always sent about seven teams, six or seven teams to the national our nationals. They had three or four women, three or four men's in different age groups. But the teams that we'd play against would be guys, there were two or three of them on the Brazilian teams that were ex-Brazilian um, national players. So they were pretty competitive. But uh, we, we seemed to do pretty well against them. We with Stanley and Alstrom and, and Butch and Ferros. And, I mean, I mean and we, were just, yeah. we were just full of good players. Yeah, I bet you. So, but, uh, but all those guys hit like a girl with a purse during hitting lines. I bet <laughs> these, guys, these guys, these guys, you know, even when they were forties, fifties, and sixties, had really found them. I, you know, I'm setting. And I said, who do I set? Which one of the three? Sawara or Miles or Stanley? I mean, which one to shut? Yeah, you got to. It's a, like Butch. the baby birds. You got to keep all those uh, mouths uh, fed and. Uh, yeah. Satisfied. Uh, Skates told me that when Ernie got blocked, he would just get pissed off and his face would get oh, yeah. all red. And then he'd say, oh, yeah. set me again. And he'd just go right through people. <laughs> he, he had a real heavy ball. Okay? And a quick. He was so quick. He jumped. He was a good jumper, too. Yeah. But a good arm. Great arm swing. Great arm swing. Okay, buddy. I want to kind of fill you in a little bit better. Yeah, that's great stuff. I appreciate it. This is uh, going to... Go over real well with the, your uh, your South Bay crew down there to listen to. You got some okay. shout outs for some <laughs> of your uh, your hometown crew there. I am ready. All right, I got Spike okay. Boards and Bob Van Wagner on the line. Spike Boards telling some Hi, great nice classic stories. Uh, hey, Bob. Okay, here's the deal. Yeah. 60, 65 nationals. Right. We played uh, for the Olympic Club and we were seated like number one, two, or three in the Nationals, and we had a great team. And we went back there, and we always had a good time, and and, and uh, uh, Olympic Club really took good care of us. Selznick had a, a team that was kind of a scrappy team. He played with a guy, um, some guys like Dave Boardwell, and, uh, and Marlon Cohen, and uh, Gary Weiss, Gary Weiss and Boardwell yeah. opposite hitters. And Danny Patterson was a rookie, and he was a setter with an old guy from Stockton named Kazmarek. Oh, so Kazmarek! Oh, I remember him. So Kaz, so but Selznick and Jack Jansen took over that team, and they hit almost every ball in the Nationals. Every team they played, they went three games, and they won the tournament. Selznick won it by himself, but Jack Jansen was right behind him. They played us. We we beat them the first game. They barely beat us the second game. Barely beat us the third game. We took second, third, and fourth. I don't remember. But Danny Patterson was a rookie, and he played. He and he came to the Nationals, and he didn't know too much about the Nationals or anything. He's a kid, like nineteen or eighteen, nineteen, nine years old. Yeah. Don't know anything about it. So, so he, so he just came to town, and he had his gear, and he checked in the hotel, and he press the button to get the elevator and go up to the elevator. And when the elevator opened, he about passed out. There were the whole team, actually the whole team of... What team uh, did you play for, Spike? It, it was, um, we played for the Olympic Club in San Francisco. Oh, and, club. Uh, so yeah. the, whole, the whole team had built a pyramid and half of us were in our jockey our, our trunk, or not our trunks, but our either nude or had just our underwear on, and we had a full pyramid, like four guys, three guys, two guys, and one guy. And we, when Danny Patterson opened up that elevator, he saw all these guys. They were all like really all Americans in different years, great players, 
and we started laughing at him, and he, I thought he was going to die. <laughs> we went back up our rooms, and we threw our clothes on. We went to the bar, had a couple more drinks, had a great time. But Danny Patterson, fast forward 40 years, Danny Patterson played for us in the 65s, 60s or 65s, and he comes up to me and says, Mike, he says, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life, my first Nationals. And then he, he became Rookie of the Year because he played with Selznick and they won the Nationals and he was he played pretty well. Where was that Nationals fight? I'm not sure, but a lot of guys know it. 65, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Who was part of the pyramid? Oh, shoot, I could tell you the whole team. All right, go. Uh, It was was, um, uh, Sawara, Rudy Sawara, uh, Rich Raffaro, Grievenau, myself, Keel, Rich Raffaro, did I say him? Did Henry Uh, Bergman play for that team? He might have, but he, Henry Bergman was a good beach player, but he was not a very good indoor player. Yeah. He might have been on the team, but I don't think he would have been in this situation. There might have been, there might have been one or two other guys I can't think of, but that was a nucleus. Uh, Raffaro and Rudy were middles, and Keel and uh, somebody else were our opposites, and, and, and Grievenau, I said. The year before, we won the Far Western, seated number one in Olympic trials, and uh, took third. Uh, by about two points, we should have put more people on the Olympic team. That was a good team too. Sixty-four was our, our best team. We won the Far West. Everybody that wins the Far West usually wins the Nationals. Yeah, Alameda Naval Air Station, right? That that's right. And somebody was taking pictures, of, as I recall, up there. <laughs> so who all was on the team then, Spike, in the in the that illustrious pyramid? Uh, uh, I, you know what. If you ask anybody that I mention, they'll say that was one of the most funny things they've ever done in their life. <laughs> it was just a, it was just, you know, it was just one of those hysterical moments. We decided to put our underwear on or no underwear and do it a minute. And whoever opens that door is going to get a time of their life. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Scott. It's a classic story. Okay, buddy. What about right. the uh, uh, Laguna Beach Open when uh, you got bright lit up like a Christmas tree oh. at the uh, well, Panther that was, Room. With, that was a play with a, another short guy from San Diego named uh, uh, Ryan, um, and he and I were a pretty good team, probably a you know fifth or seventh place team, maybe ninth. And but we played together. We were guys that you know bad set and didn't hit real hard, but kept the ball in play. Anyhow, we. Uh, we won about three or four games, got in the loser's bracket. For some reason, somehow, Brighton and O'Hare got in the loser's bracket. We were in the loser's bracket. We had to play them on Sunday, like at 9 o'clock in Laguna. Laguna had deep sand, and, it, you know, you had a pretty difficult to move in that sand. You got you to run on top of the sand. Anyhow, Brighton and I were pretty good buddies because he and I played in 63 together when we run the Nationals for Hollywood. YMCA, and we both were from Manhattan Beach. Anyhow, so Bright and I were fairly good buddies, and he was in the losers. I, I said, Bright, let's go to the Panther Room, which is right across from the, um, you know, from the Nets. And right right there at the time, it was called the Panther Room. And it was just kind of a place to do a beer bar and a lot of fun. So we went over there, I don't know, about 6.30, maybe 7 o'clock. I think we drank till 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning beer. Ooh. And Bright was a he was... <laughs> He couldn't handle his uh, alcohol very well, let's say. And I got a lot of stories about that, but that's a bottom line. So he was a little hungover on uh, on Sunday morning, about 8.30, when we started warming up. And uh, we ended up putting him out of the tournament, like 15 to 12 or 11. I mean, we served right every ball and hit, hit, hit at him every ball. And we, uh, we hit at him, we served at him, we <laughs> dinked at him. We did everything. Did you ever talk smack and say how you liked the Panther Room last night, right? Not too many people know about the Panther Room back in the 60s. But, uh, but Bill Ryan, Bill Ryan, he had a shot, which is like right on top of the net. And in those days, you know, when you dink the ball, sometimes you'd, you'd, you'd put your finger up like a cobra, and you'd dink it like a cobra. Well, he had a what they call a double cobra. He'd put both hands up there, and he'd just hit it like a, two cobras and right at and a really kind of a difficult shot to 
to find out where it's going. Anyhow, so he was a nice guy from San Diego, and we had a lot of fun beating those guys. And consequently, Dave Boardwell and uh, Gordy Evans won the tournament, thanks to us. Thanks to you getting him lit up like a Christmas tree. Huh? Thanks to you getting him lit up like a Christmas tree the night before. (laughs) Yeah, I I think Bill Ryan could tell you that story as good as about the same way I do. (laughs) I, I told Bill, I told Bill, I said, we're serving, we're hitting, we're dinking everything at Bryce. <laughs> this is it. in a paddleboard that, that, race. That's my story. I got about 15 more sometime, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, bye now. Good All talking right. to you. Thanks, Spike. Good hey, night. hey, Spike, it's good to hear from you, partner. So I'm playing in the Hermosa Open, and we're playing for fourth place, I think. And who were you playing uh, with? Uh, John Stinfick, about 6'3", good good all-around player sure. and and all our buddies around Hermosa watching we're playing against uh, Von Hagen and Lang I think and we're doing really well and John gets his hand on the dig and when I run back to the back line and I, I underhand it it goes about half court John jumps up does a roundhouse hits it almost straight down in the middle of the court everybody's yelling and screaming and John's wife stands up after that, it's quiet. She says, that's my husband, John Stinfick. He lives at 617 First Street by Longfellow. And everybody <laughs> looks at her like, what in the world? <laughs> and so, so, so anyhow, uh, Joni died about, I think, about uh, a year ago. In the, in the funeral, Joni's daughter gets up and, and, and talks and talks to everybody about the story. She mentioned that story at her mother's funeral. <laughs> oh, wow. That's my husband. He lives at 428. Longfellow in First Street, and everybody say, "What in the world?" Okay, <laughs> I uh, thought maybe for sure story. everyone would have shown up uh, there for a party afterwards or something. Well, yeah, but he was just—I mean, it's just one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. John, and I still talk about it. Yeah, okay. like, where did that come run. from, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, take care. I gotta run. Anyhow, yeah. do you want me to talk about this? situation <laughs> i gotta be honest with you spike uh referral is one of my favorite people to talk to because he tells it like oh, it cool. is he cracks he asked, up. Me to, he asked me to call you about this by the way so you may want to talk to him after after me riff raff yeah he's uh, he and i played for all i don't know 15 years maybe you know what i love about riff raff is he admits that one day lang dug it his hardest hit ever and uh, sided out on it, and he, like, Scott, I went into the tank afterwards. I hit every ball out or into the net, dug me. All I remember, uh, uh, the best play with Rich and I was in the uh, the finals of the uh, Far Westerns. And the, the, the team that wins the finals of the Far Westerns usually wins the national championship. So we're playing, and it's always in, in uh, Los Alaminos. And so Rich and I are playing for the Olympic Club. And uh, we win the tournament. The way we'd win the tournament is Rich was great. He was like, he should have been in the Olympics in 64. But I remember there was a loose play, like it was like 12 ball or something. A ball comes flying up, somebody digs it. I go running past the backcourt. And I, there's only one way I can, I can bump it or I can backset it. I backset it the furthest I could in my life to Rich running front left, and he puts it down for 13-12. We come back, we beat the number one team, and we won the Far Westerns. Seated number one in Olympic trials, and then we faded and only took you know, fifth, and we put one person on the Olympic team. But that play, I'll never forget, because it's probably my best set, probably Rich's best set, and we won the Far Western, which was unbelievable. If you win the Far Western, it's like, you're, you're it. Anyhow, that's the biggest play we ever played. But <laughs> this, what we're talking about, uh, he and I played a lot of tournaments, so we always talk about this one. When we played at Sorrento, and there were like a huge, like a uh, 64 team bracket, it's huge, like, I mean, big, huge tournament. And uh, we played uh, Ernie, uh, Rudy, Ernie, Ernie Saguaro and uh, George Miller, first game, and they beat us. Are you talking loud? Are you talking loud? Uh, sp- yeah, not. Only talk loud. Talk loud. Yeah, we're all good now. Okay. So anyhow, so, so Rich and I are playing. 
Richard and I lose to Ernie and George Miller, which we shouldn't have lost to him, but we lost a Richard and I loser's bracket, and it's a 60-14 bracket, which means there's a long way to go to just get a fifth or seventh. So we started playing, you know, later on in, on Saturday, we won won a game, we won a game, we won a game, we, we won about six or seven games. <coughs> so we're, we're in the hot plan, we're playing for ninth on Sunday. And so we went on ninth, and then we went on seventh, and we went on fifth, and we then we started winning. We we, we just didn't didn't lose a game. So we're in the finals. I said I can't believe it. We're in the finals. So they started serving Rich because he started cramping. Normally they always serve me because I'm the short guy, and he's anyhow. <coughs> so so, <laughs> so funny. He starts cramping in the finals, and he looks at me. and says, "Well, you know I had polio, don't you?" And I said, "No, I never knew that." <laughs> He said, so everybody says, well, rub his legs, rub his legs. So turns around and looks. And in those days, we, we drank um, salt. We had salt. You drink salt water to relieve, relieve the cramps. I don't know why that was, but we drank salt. Anyhow, so I rubbed his legs, and we started laughing. We laughed so hard. And he gets up finally. And then, of course, they start serving him because he can't, supposedly can't move. And they have been serving me for like the last 15 games. So he, served, so he, he, he passed the ball. I served. He stumbles up the net, and it's a straight down. <laughs> and we, we end up winning the tournament. We've been talking about that tournament for 65 years. <laughs> Classic. Uh, we we laughed. Oh my gosh. We went out and we got a couple of six backs and sat down there and, and had a great time. Anyhow, that was at Sereno, huh? Serrano, yeah. Anyhow, by the wall know. there where everyone else did, by the Ivy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they started serving him in the, maybe the semis and the finals. They started serving because he was crapping. And I talked to Lang about that later on. He said, you know, that wasn't a very good idea. They should have served you to make him run for your pass. So if he just passes the ball and you know, he does it, go straight up and hits the ball. But be that what it made, we, we even talked about it for a long time. Those are classic stories. I love those. They're the yeah. best. So next time we talk, I got to talk to you about a time that uh, I, I played with uh, against the Big Dippers, which is Will Chamberlain and and Gene uh, and everyone. Yeah, they had, they had this team called uh, the Big Dippers, which is Will Chamberlain and three of the best players like Shell Snake and Lang and indoors. And yeah, and then they played against. You know, like the Washington Generals, which is myself, Boardwell, Vogelsang, Jack Jansen, Von Snyder, and guys that can dig the ball and keep the rallies going. <laughs> you How'd you it? do against them? Let's hear it. Let's go. Well, yeah, we always were competitive because we had six guys against four guys. And Will couldn't do anything. We'd hit the ball on the left side. He couldn't move. <laughs> but there's a lot of stories I could tell you about that. I'll just tell you one that was really kind of <laughs> the best one. So we're, we're still playing San Bernardino <coughs> College at one night, and they call me up and say, you know, we need, we need another guy to play against uh, the Dippers. I said, I'll call this guy named Jerry. I won't tell his last name because whatever. Anyhow, so Jerry and I, I pick Jerry up, and I, we get a six-pack of beer, obviously, because we drink a lot of beer in those days. He said, as we're driving out, Jerry says, Spike, I've, all through the days of the San Jose, you've never gotten stoned. He never did anything. He never did, you know, pot or cocaine. He says, I just have this little joint, you know, so he rolled it old joint. He said, just take a puff. And I said, all right, all right. And we had a couple of beers. We we're like in Ontario. So I took a puff. And then I took the second puff. And I says, my gosh. So I'm driving, and we had a couple of beers, as I mentioned. And all of a sudden, I'm driving around the college of gymnasium in circles. I think I did three or four <laughs> circles. I have no idea why. And so finally, finally we stop. We get to Jim Daisy, we put our clothes on, we come out and everybody starts clapping. I couldn't, but why? We're 15 minutes late. They can't do the game. <laughs> so, so, anyhow, so we play and we had a great time and that was the name of it. That was, that was my story about there's a lot of good stories about Will because I traveled with him. He and Vogel sang, I could tell you, about three or 
Yeah, I heard the card stories are pretty epic. Who well, cheated? Who yeah, cheated yeah. more? Oh, Wilt cheated all the time, but that that's not the point. The point was, Vogie was Wilt's uh, man who went out and got the gals for him. I mean, that was a given. Uh, but there's how'd, a lot how'd Sandy feel about all that? My wife? Yeah. Oh, no, it was just, you know, he just got, when got, got, got girls for Wilt. I mean, Sandy, oh, at the end of the game, <laughs> Sandy, we're all going to take a shower. We come back after the shower, and Sandy's there with two of her girlfriends, and she looks at me with these two girls, and they go like, how big, you know, like they, they put their hands, and I went like this about three inches, like they're all looking about how big Wilt is, you know, after the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Classic. But uh, Vogue was, Vogue was really an interesting guy. Uh, you know, he told me that he was the best athlete in the world, and I said no. I said, Keith uh, Erickson's the best athlete. And so we went on and on about that. And that's another story I need to tell you sometime. About Erickson? Okay. Well, yeah. Erickson versus Bogey. The other night I had Bogey and uh, uh, Bobby Jones on the line. And yeah, they. And then I had uh, Von Hagen and Bobby Jones on the line. And Von Hagen wanted to make sure that Bobby Jones reiterated to me that how good. Uh, Suora was in uh, Erickson, yeah. whereas hitters like that nobody well, was well, better yeah, than them. Oh yeah, they were great. But that's not my point. My point was the best all-around athlete of all time. You know, was it Will Chamberlain? Was it Bogey? Or was it Erickson? And I, I said Erickson. Bogey said it's him, and Vo- and Will said it's him. <laughs> so I can tell you that conversation, and you'll you will not believe all the. The information that comes out about these three guys. Oh, I'd love you it. Do it now. I'll do it some other time. Classic. Is another. Is it another? It's another, uh, another night. I'll just tell you. I talked to Erickson about this conversation, and uh, he was surprised that I knew so much information about him. Do you think he'd do an interview sometime? He might, but let me. Get, I should do mine first because. I'll give you so much good information about Keith. Keith and I met each other when I was 12 or 13 in El Segundo, and I used to set him and he used to hit the ball over the fence at the rec center. And uh, that's how Keith and I know each other. But um, there's a lot of stuff about Keith that nobody knows that I know, and I'll share that with you. Yeah, that'd be classic. And I don't know if you know this, but I found a like, classic video from some guy that recorded like e- Erickson and... Selznick and all these guys playing on the beach. It's like priceless. Uh-huh. You might no, be I'm in it, to be honest with you, Spike. It's pretty good. No, I'm not. I'm in that league. But I'll, I'll tell you, one of the most funs I've ever had was sitting at State Beach in between tournaments, and there was four of us. There was Selznick, Eric himself, and Bobby Hogan. And we sat each other about, mm, I'd say, eight to ten, eight, ten feet apart in a square, and we threw the ball up, and we'd hit the ball, we just kind of set it back to each other, and it was all hands. You know, you try to fake the guy out, and we did that for a half hour. Selznick was the quickest. I think Bobby Hogan was two, Keith third, and I was fourth. But we all had such fast hands. It was fun trying to fake each other out. I, I hung in there with him, but, I mean, Selznick was the fastest hands, and Bobby and I were, like, third or fourth or something, Keith was... And I'll just tell you, when I, next time we talk about uh, Erickson, I'll just give you a little uh, prima. Okay. There's a guy named, a guy named Hamilton, who is big in boxing. He's go down to State Beach all the time. He took Erickson down to Main Street down in uh, L.A. and put some gloves on him and taught him how to box. He said, Erickson could have been a light heavyweight championship. Now, that's just a prelude to what I'm going to tell you. The second thing is, I said, Keith... What's your favorite? What What do you do best? I said. I said you could have been an all-world shortstop because that's why he was drafted to go to UCLA to be a right. shortstop. And I can tell you why, because I a lot of long story. He said no. He said probably tennis because I hit the ball with Arthur Ashe at UCLA and no one else could. And my dad was a professional tennis player. And I I said could you beat him, Arthur? And he kind of smiled and said. Well, those are, those are only two of about five different things I'm going to tell you next time we talk about Keith. 
Oh, that's and talk classic. To me first before you talk to Keith. I heard Hogan, Hogan was an did. incredible player too. He could dig ball. Vogie said he was one of the best defensive players he ever saw. Oh, it's I not the so best. Too. I played in I played in five tournaments with him, and we took we and I took about a couple seconds and thirds together at at uh, Marine Street. We were playing with Bob against Bob Clem and uh, Matt Gage for third place. And Bobby, they served Bobby. He was left hand. He was right hand. He was right side player, but he played left with me. I was a right side player, and I said, "Bobby, serve your your sky ball." He had the best sky ball in the world. That ball went up there a million miles, and uh, we scored a lot of points. So the last, so we're serving for third, fourteen, twelve, and we're serving. If we win, if we get this point, we win the game. I said, "Bobby, go up there to, to Clem or no to Gage, and put your hands straight up. Just jump up and go serve." Clem hit Bobby because uh, Gage hits the ball cross court every time, and I'm going to dig him because I know he hits the ball cross court. So that's what happened. I dug the ball. I dug the ball. Bobby gave me a 50 50. I hit Bobby middle. And Bobby, and then I was sending the ball in the middle, and I hit the ball right down the middle, and they're both going to side. <laughs> and we beat him. And Bobby Hogan goes over <laughs> to, the, to the end of the court to the big pole and does a headstand by the pole because he said, Spike, I need some blood in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Spike Bortz this evening. Spike, enlighten us with some of your classic stories, pal. Marine Street was kind of um, my beach, and it was also Lang's, and it was also um, uh, Walt Schiller and uh, Alika Smith and... Uh, a lot of older guys and Manhattan Beach guys before Manhattan Open was really big. Anyhow, so we played at, at Marine a lot. And so the Marine Open was big to us guys that were local. Um, so I played with a guy named Bobby Hogan. I'm sure you've heard of him. I heard he was one of the best defensive players that ever played. He was. And he was a right side player and I was a right side player. But he played left with me. And it was kind of unique. We uh, we played real well together because we, we both played defense. We both set the ball perfect, and we both had good serves. So so it was really a good uh, – we, we uh, liked playing together. So um, we did real well. We beat uh, uh, Gage and uh, M. Wally and uh, Gage and no, – not Gage, but um, uh, let's see. M. Wally and uh, the guy that played with Jackson won the Manhattan Open. Zulich? Uh, Zulich. Zul- no, we beat Zulich and Hare for fifth, and then we went on to play for fourth. And uh, anyhow, we, we were playing for third place, and we played against Clem and Gage. And uh, they were serving Bobby every ball because he was a right side player. Thank goodness, because normally everybody serves me. But anyhow. Uh, and we were serving good. It was a close game. It was like 12-12. And then it was like, I said, Bobby, serve your sky ball. Bobby had a sky ball. It was unbelievable. Probably the best sky ball in the world. He hit it so high. And we got two straight points. So we had them like 13 or 14 to 12 and then 13. And they came back and, and tied it up. And then we got one more point, and we had them 14-13. And I said, Bobby, here's the deal. Serve the sky ball over to uh, Gage. Gage hits the ball cross court, and I think I own him because I've always been able to dig Gage cross court. That's so he didn't hit the ball down the line. You know, he a cross court. Anyhow, I said, Bobby, go up to the net, put your hands straight up, and Gage is going to hit a cross court. I'll dig the ball, and uh, we'll beat these guys. Sure enough, Hogan hits this guy ball so high. Gage passes it. Clem sets it. Bobby puts it, and Gage hits it to me. Bobby set it, and I hit it, and we beat him for third place. It was a great uh, win. But here's the classic um, deal. Of course, we had a big crowd because that was my beat. And Bobby and I liked each other, so we were really stoked. Anyhow. So Bobby, after the game, Hogan, he goes over to the net and the pole, over the pole at the net, and he does a handstand against the pole. I've never seen it. I say, Bobby, what in the heck are you doing? <laughs> he says, Mike, I don't have any blood in my, in my head. 
<laughs> he says, they serve me so much, I don't have any more blood. I says, okay, Bobby. Do <laughs> what you need to do. Oh, I love it. And yeah, we came back and we played somebody else to get in the finals, but we lost. But he was great. He was, and that was a classic. Okay, Sandy, anyhow, that was one of the classics. <laughs> was Sandy in your ear about stuff there? Oh, she was, she was worried about dinner. Oh, okay. uh, I'll just tell you another quickie. Uh, let's talk, talk about Vogie. You know, Vogie and Wilt were kind of buddies because Vogie took care of Wilt with the gals. But um, so it was, we were on a, a bus. I was with Boardwell and Jansen and Snyder, and we were the, like the Washington Generals. And Vogie used to play for the Washington Generals. And the classic, they fired him because it was like deuce or it was, it was all tied up. And Vogie stole the ball from the Globetrotters <laughs> and down there and stuffed the ball. And, and the Washington Generals beat the Globetrotters, but they called some bogus thing, and Vogie was fired because <laughs> that's Vogie. <laughs> so, so when Vogie talks to me, he says, "You know, I'm the best of this and this, this, this," and, which he is most of the time. But when he starts talking about he's better than Keith Erickson, I got to chime in. I said, Vogie. First of all, Erickson, I used to play with him when I was 13 down at El Segundo, the rec center, and he used to bounce him over the wall. I said, he went to he went to um, UCLA on a baseball scholarship. He was a great shortstop. He could have been all-world shortstop in the major leagues. I heard he could have been an all-star shortstop if he would have oh, pursued better it. Than, better than that, better than that. Because I went, I went down to watch, Keith and I went down to watch Belanger play with uh, Bob Floyd, who was at El Segundo, and, and we had a couple drinks together, and I said, Bob Floyd, who's the best, that guy over there, who was Belanger, or this guy, Erickson? He said, I'll take Erickson. And this guy, Bob Floyd, was in the major leagues with Belanger. So that's give you a little tip. And when Keith was, um, I said, okay, Vogie. So... So baseball's out, and basketball—that's you know, base, you know, basketball. He was a great basketball player, and with Wooden, and then on and on, and uh, and I said, okay, what else? Will you? you know, volleyball. Keith went to Olympics, and you never made it. Yeah, and I said, by the way, did you know that Keith's dad was a, a professional tennis player and taught Keith how to play tennis? He said, no. He says, so. I said, did you know that Arthur Ashe only had one guy he could hit the ball with in tennis at UCLA, and that was Keith Erickson? And I asked Keith, I said, did you ever beat him? He says, I said, I held my own pretty well. So, <laughs> but if you go to a bar, Vogie wins everything. He, foosball, uh, you know, you name it, you know. You name any bar game, Vogie wins, okay? At Father's Office or uh, you, any of those any, places, any, they'll any, dominate. Any, anything in a bar. In the Bar Olympics, wins. darts. Yeah, oh, he's like hands they down. They slap by and women I, when you hit on them and you, they don't yeah. like you. And Vogue, Vogue said, well, you know, I play golf. You know, my dad and I you know, was an amateur champion. I said, well, I know that Keith went to Launder Park and shot scratch golf. So, so Vogie, he said, but I got bigger hands and bigger feet. I said, Keith was 4F because he was six six and a half. Vogie, how tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. Oh, right. So then he says, Wilt. Well, I, I'm bigger than Wilt. And, uh, so anyhow, that's my Vogie story. <laughs> the bottom line. So anyhow, so I talked to Keith about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago at Board, Boardwell's deal. And I said, Keith, anyway, talked to him. I talked to him all about it. It was great successes i said okay all of these things you know which is your best sport and i said baseball because i knew how great he was right he said no he said no tennis he said tennis is my best sport so that's my story Gosh. we gotta run i i gotta love run. like like uh valet uh in uh, Rundle talk about how good he was and and, and Rundle talks about the story about playing him one-on-one when uh Wilt bet him like I bet oh, you yeah. don't even get uh, get a point off of him, and and Rundle's like oh, yeah. he was right. He blocked every shot that I took, and just <laughs> cleaned my clock. It, it, no. uh, it, that was a it epic was. story of how good of no. an athlete Eric, he was. So Eric, Erickson and I played in Santa Barbara together, and Von Hagen and Lang hadn't lost a you know a game in like all summer. So I played with Keith, and the first game. 
we beat them 11-5. Keith Erickson blocks Lang five straight times. So we come back after that, and Keith says, I said, Keith, all we have to do is block him. So Keith stopped, stopped blocking. And I got, and I got pissed off because they served me so much. So every once in a while, I just bumped the ball up to the net, and Keith would hit it. So anyhow, so we, so, so we played somebody else. But the, and then Keith says, well, do you want to try to win the tournament? you want to go get a six-pack of beer? I said, let's go get a six-pack of beer. So he and I sat down there. <laughs> he and I sat down there, took third rather than try to win. Good. That's a good story. He's oh, unbelievable. Classic. All right, I gotta, I gotta run. All right, we'll do the rest another night, okay, Spike? See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this concludes Spike Board Stories Part Two. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did interviewing Spike. What a character! Incredible competitor for uh, multiple decades. As a reminder, you can also download and listen to all of our podcasts for Gods to Ghost Volleyball via any of the major podcast directories, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Ditcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon's TuneIn Alexa. Finally, if you would like and want to see videos, pictures, and uh, various assorted things that we have relating to the history of the sport of volleyball, please make sure to visit our website, which is godstoghosts.com. That's G-O-D-S-T-O-G-H-O-S-T-S.com. And as always, please drop me a line via email if you have questions or recommendations for other legends of the sport that you'd like to hear us interview at some point in the future. That email address is G-O-D-S-T-O-G-H-O-S-T-S, V as in volley, B as in ball, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Much appreciated. Thank you.